the way they they teach, a way that uh, pushes you to think by yourself. This is Raquel Neres, and you're listening to English Learners in New York City. In this episode, we have the story of Jacques, a missionary from Burkina Faso that came to New York in 2014 with a dream, studying theology in an American institution to help spread Christian faith in West Africa. Let's listen to his story. I am uh, Jacques Bamogo. I was born uh, in uh, 1973 in, the, in Burkina Faso. And uh, yes, I got the opportunity to come to the U.S. in uh, 2014 uh, to visit, just to visit. Three or four months later, I uh, figured out that I could like make a visa change to become an international student in order to pursue my dream, which is to complete my degree in theology uh, in the U.S. I was looking a way to go to study in the U.S. because I know that uh, the education in the U.S. is uh, very good and uh, I did not want to go back without having a diploma from the U.S. I was praying, asking the Lord to help me and to open the door for me to uh, to be able to go to college in the U.S. And everything should start for me by the change of the visa, from tourist visa to F1 visa. Only to clarify, you actually can't change your visa inside the U.S., which was Jacques' situation. What you can do is change your status. In other words, Jack changed his status from tourist to student, In his passport, he had still a tourist visa. Fortunately, Jack succeeded, but changing the status in the U.S. is risky and much more bureaucratic than getting the visa itself. Getting back to Jack's story, I was curious to know, why New York? I came to New York because I had uh, uh, some friend in New York City that I, that wanted me to come uh, visit them and also... When you are in Africa, uh, speaking about the U.S., New York comes first because it is there that people come a lot of places to visit, a lot of opportunities. So uh, back in Africa, the, the name New York is uh, very known. I see. And did you find like when mm -hmm. you came, did you find like a community from Burkina Faso? Uh, yes, uh, I... I uh, Some uh, one of uh, my friend from Burkina who came to the United States long uh, years ago. He was the one who hosted me and uh, allowed me to uh, stay uh, with him. Yes, uh, uh, and we were living with other peers from Burkina Faso. We had um, interaction with each other, and uh, yes, this is uh, what we've been doing. Okay, and you, when you came in 2014, did you already know how to speak English? Ah, no, because I'm from uh, a French-speaking country. In high school in Burkina Faso, we had like three hours for English and uh, a week. And because we used to speak French, uh, we kind of neglect that part. 
So when I came to, to the United States, I wasn't able to like make a good sentence in uh, English, do not have a lot of vocabulary, do not have any skills in uh, speaking, you know, writing, I can uh, read, uh, but the speaking was uh, very hard for me. So I had to go to ESL classes after I changed the visa to learn how to speak and how to improve my English skills. Moving abroad to learn a new language is more efficient than trying to learn it in your home country. Not just because it takes you out of your comfort zone, but also because you have to immerse yourself in a new culture. In New York City, uh, you have to... To go to the stores, you have to go visit places, you have to uh, meet people, and you have to to speak English to, in order to uh, for people to to understand you. Uh, it helps you to get to know the culture, um, American culture. It helps you to understand American history. You're gonna help you to be able to apply for college yeah and to get to engage in life in the, in the US Jacques is correct however as new york is a city of immigrants cultural enclaves can get in the way when it comes to learning english outside the school as people from the same countries tend to live in the same regions they feel comfortable using their own language that also happened with jack who lived in the Bronx, one of the main locations of the Burkina Faso community, along with Harlan. Yeah, I can say that it was uh, very hard to learn English uh, because, um, first of all, I live, uh, I, I was living with the people from Burkina Faso. We don't speak English. Uh, we just speak French. Uh, when we are sitting together, And uh, it wasn't easy because I go to school and I have uh, vocabularies from the school, but I couldn't use them because I don't have anyone, a native person to speak to. So I am by myself. I, I, and I was the only one who was student at that time. We were like uh, six people in the, in the apartment, all from Burkina, and I was the only one was going to school. So that's why it took me like five years uh, to, to improve my English, uh, speaking, writing. Yeah. So then you are not improving. On the other hand, for Jacques, learning English in school was more than just learning a new language. It was a way to make friends and to discover a different kind of education. I, uh, it was exciting because I get to know how um, uh, the education in the U.S. Uh, was. It's not the same as uh, in Africa we, we were used to. Uh, because here I saw that teachers are familiar with the students and they wanted to help them uh, and It was very good. Uh, even if you you cannot pronounce uh, something, they are not making fun of you. They are trying to to help you get there. And I liked it because at the beginning it was uh, so hard. 
for me to say things and I saw the uh the engagement, I saw the sacrifice, uh, I saw the uh the love from the uh, from the teachers and uh, I appreciated that because it it helped me a lot to be uh confident at school, wanted to talk to other people. And uh, at school, I made a lot of friends uh, from other countries. It was uh, very good. I know that I had to spend a lot of hours at school, the morning from 7 to like 1 or one thirty. I should be at school. I have to wake up in the morning and by 6 a.m. I have to go to the, take the subway. Yes, it wasn't easy, but I liked it. I confess that I wasn't expecting Jacques to be so impressed with the learning methods he experienced in his English school. And that's why I started wondering, what was his story as a student in Burkina? The interaction between uh, the students and uh, the teachers is completely uh, different because back in my country, the teacher, the only master of the, the class, if uh, he, he comes to, to class, you have to stay quiet and to listen to him until he finishes. And after that, they are not available to help you. Uh, if you want them, it is, it's not easy. There is a, a distance between students and uh, teachers. I don't see this gap anymore in, uh, in the U.S. Instead, students, students and uh, teachers, they have become friends. Very uh, helpful for uh, someone who is learning because uh, the fear you had Toward your teacher, there is no more fear. And you can talk to him as your friend. You can call him by his name. The way they, they teach, a way that uh, pushes you to think by yourself. You don't not need to receive everything from the teacher. It's like an interaction. You say something, you discuss the thing, what your, what is your opinion? You say your opinion and, and the, the teacher adds something to just leading you to the right, the right spot. And uh, I love it. After understanding his story as a student in his country, I realized how I took for granted my school years, in which professors were not so authoritarian. I also noticed how student-centered education is fundamental for international English learners as it was key for Jack to start a new chapter in his life. So I started my English classes in 2016 to 2019. Oh, so you did not study during the pandemic, right? No. At that time, I already I was uh, in college. Uh, I uh, was uh, I graduated from uh, college in uh, last May 2022. Nice. Where did you study? Uh, in uh, at Crown College in Minnesota. I requested for uh, for the OPT, so that's why I had to come to New York City. Just as a reminder, OPT stands for Optional Practical Training, which is a period that undergraduate and graduate students with F1 status are permitted to work towards getting practical training to complement their education. 
am working with uh, a branch of the CMA, the Christian and the Missionary Alliance, one branch, mission branch that calls uh, and vision. The, the mission or the vision is to to reach out, uh, list people uh, from West Africa with uh, uh, the gospel. They don't have the opportunity to hear the gospel because they don't have, they don't speak English, so they, they could understand what is, uh, the love of God for them. So, and because I speak their language, I can, like, help them to understand the, the meaning of the gospel and to help them, uh, yeah, uh, receive, uh, salvation from, uh, from Jesus. You accomplished your dream, right? Yes. Do you plan in staying in the U.S. Uh, or do you plan in returning to Burkina? How are your plans? Uh, I'm planning to uh, return, uh, but I wanted to to have uh, uh, some experience in the U.S. so that I have uh, a lot of skills and uh, experience um, in how to help people grow uh, in their spiritual life. And uh, the way the teaching uh, style and uh, how to disciple people, all of this, I have to get a lot of experience so I can help out people in Africa. It seemed to me that Jack had accomplished his dream. However, his sacrifice was even higher than I thought. Yes, I uh, was married in 2002. And in 2014, when I was uh, coming to the U.S., we had three sons, and the youngest was like just six months. And when I came, it was uh, seven years later, in 2021, that my family got the opportunity to join me in the U.S. here. Because of the F1 visa, they allow me to apply for F2 for my family member. So um, God has answered the prayer for them to, to come join me here. They stay with me in Minnesota until I finish my studies. And now we are together in New York City. Wow. And, and how was their adaptation to New York? Yeah, it's not easy, but <laughs> particularly uh, my wife, she doesn't speak, speak English and uh, it's not easy to go to stores uh, or uh, visit places. So I have always to, to help her and help the, the, the kids too, because uh, it's not easy to, uh, to, to walk around in New York City. At the end of our conversation, I asked Jack to share his advices. My advice is that if you have a chance to come to the U.S., I want to, to tell you to dream big because the U.S. Uh, offers the, uh, great opportunities to uh, help you make your dream become true. If you are persistent and uh, you keep doing 
what do you, you want to do, doors will be open for you uh, to accomplish your dreams. So uh, for international student, don't give up. In the first time, you are going to go through difficult time, especially for those who need to go to ESL classes. It's not easy to learn English, to improve your English speaking and writing and everything. But you you need to continue. You need to to be like a hard worker, to be persistent, like I said. And then uh, as you... You continue to, to like make efforts to, to accomplish your dream. You will see that, uh, it will be easy for you, uh, later. I say that for me, it wasn't easy, but because I didn't give up people that I live, they were telling me to give up from studying, but I said no. I want to give up because this is the only opportunity that has been given to me. If they allowed me to become an F1 visa, I won't give up. So I will continue until I see a door open. And uh, yes, uh, God has uh, uh, opened the door for me. So. This was the story of Jacques, a missionary from Burkina Faso whose testimony shows how persistence and faith can make you go far. It also proves how student-centered education in ESL schools is fundamental not only for learning a new language, but also for promoting self-confidence, engagement, and care. In case you are an international English learner in New York City or have had this experience in the past, please share your story with us. We want to give you voice. See you in the next episode of English Learners in New York City.